The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. A lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? The lawyer answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, the lawyer asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day the Samaritan took out two denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back... I will repay you whatever more you spend. Jesus asked, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The lawyer said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. Quite some time ago, while serving at another parish, I was called to anoint an elderly lady who was dying. Now, despite facing death, in some ways she was lucky because she was able to remain at home, surrounded by loved ones. She was also conscious and could receive communion. After anointing her, offering communion, and praying with her and her family, I asked if she would like to make a confession. Before she could answer, her daughter called me aside to express her feeling that my invitation was judgmental. How could her loving mother be a sinner in need of confession, especially when stuck in bed? I suggested that the the decision should be left to her mother alone, promising that I wouldn't judge her mother to be a sinner or saint. When asked again, the elderly mother said she would like to make a confession and received that very day a healing no no doctor could provide, the forgiveness of sins and a restored relationship with the source of all life. The familiar parable Jesus tells in today's gospel, of course, clarifies who we should consider as our neighbor, who it is we should care and be concerned for, 
but the climax of the parable tells of a healing. It contains a lesson not only about who our neighbor is, but that being a good neighbor involves healing. Jerusalem, the city the poor victim left, symbolizes the promised land, the place where God dwelt with his people, a place of joy where every need was met. It makes no sense that someone should ever want to leave Jerusalem, especially for Jericho, a symbol for this fallen world and the final obstacle between God's people and the promised land. Because they carry God's message, will, and law to the people of the world, lawyers and priests could travel freely between Jerusalem and Jericho. It was part of their job. But in this parable, we hear of another who, perhaps believing life apart from God would be somehow better, leaves Jerusalem for Jericho, paradise for this fallen world. And it doesn't take long before they fall victim to bandits who rob the unprotected of faith, health, and even dignity. The lawyer and priest who pass by the suffering man aren't necessarily cowards, bad, or unsympathetic. Maybe they pass by because, on their own power, they're unable to heal or help the stricken man. We've all been there. In our weakness, we've also walked past the evils of homelessness and addiction, poverty and justice and war, disease and death. And we've walked past because we feel powerless against these things. Sometimes it seems as though the road between Jerusalem and Jericho, where we often find ourselves, is filled with those who have been beaten by these powers. Maybe we even find ourselves to be one of those in need, one of those left half dead by bandits who have, who have forcefully taken and crushed. Finally, the parable introduces the Good Samaritan, one who does have the power to do something for the wounded. The Good Samaritan offers healing, and the work begins. First, the beaten victim is called to brush aside all fear and pride, to reveal his wounds and accept the Good Samaritan's help, a symbol for the sacrament of reconciliation. Oil and wine are then poured over the injuries of the stricken, a symbol for the sacrament of the anointing of the sick. But the man is not to stay. If the afflicted man is to have his faith, health, and dignity restored, he cannot remain in that space between Jerusalem and Jericho. So, using his own animal, a symbol for the sacrament of the Eucharist, the Good Samaritan brings the wounded man to the inn. The inn is the church to which we all belong, the place where faith is nurtured and the wounds of sin are healed. The innkeeper who welcomes in everyone may not be the owner of the inn. It's possible that the Good Samaritan brought the injured man to his own inn and placed him under the care of the innkeeper, a kind of manager who we would recognize as the head of our church, the Pope. Something new has happened. Someone has not only safely traveled between the promised land and the world, but someone has managed to bring healing to those who willingly turn from the kingdom of God 
and lie injured outside its protective walls. What was previously impossible is now possible, thanks to the Good Samaritan. Without the strength of our Savior, we have no power to heal others and remain like the lawyer and priest who can do nothing but pass by the injured or worse, be beaten and robbed ourselves. Politicians have no power over this and will eventually let us down. The dollars in a bank account can only go so far. Even the might of well-equipped armies cannot bring the deep healing only the Good Samaritan offers. So where are we in this parable? Hopefully, no one here is like those bandits who assaulted the man in the parable, but it's possible. It's possible even for those with the best of intentions to unintentionally inflict harm on others. Later this month, our Pope will visit our nation. To Catholics and non-Catholics, indigenous and non-indigenous, our Pope will begin to offer the healing of the Good Samaritan by publicly acknowledging harms done knowingly or unknowingly by those who said they worked in the name of the Good Samaritan. Some here are maybe like the man who willingly leaves Jerusalem in search of better things, who is eventually beaten, robbed, and in need of the healing of the Good Samaritan. Others are more like those who walk past the injured man, limited by their weakness, unable to offer assistance or comfort. Maybe you count yourself among the disciples to whom Jesus points out the example of the Good Samaritan and commands, go and do likewise. The work of the Good Samaritan, the job of healing, is far from over. The disciples cannot replace the Good Samaritan. They cannot heal the world on their own strength. But we, the disciples of today, have been enlisted to seek out those in need of healing, those who have drifted from the kingdom of God and have lost their faith. We watch out for those who have fallen victim to the hostile powers of this world, who lay injured and robbed of dignity. We lead them to the Good Samaritan, or point him out and reveal to those in need the the place where healing is found. God of peace and healing, we come before you as a people in need of assistance. Many have drifted from your protection and have been robbed of faith. Many have been injured by others and have lost hope. Many have been stripped of dignity and left behind. In our weakness against such evils, we ask for the strength of the Holy Spirit so we can courageously take up our share in the work of the Good Samaritan. We make this prayer in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.